0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. I'm really excited. It's a different kind of episode today. We're having a conversation with one of my really good friends. I'm super excited. If you were at camp, you already know her, but Anna Lee Hansen is here and she is from the other side of the table. Usually, she's the people that we're pitching to and she gets to decide if we are the design firm. She has worked she's worked in marketing. She's done everything from commercials to branding, to everything, but she comes at it from a different way. She knows how to talk to the CEOs. She knows how to talk to us. And we're going to talk about how she reads people and reads the room. She loves dogs and she's in Sweden, outside of Stockholm. So yeah. without further ado, episode 357 with Annelie Hansen.
1: Woo-hoo! Thank you, Diane. Oh my God. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. All right. Will, yeah. we, will you give them just a little bit of a background about who you are, where, how long you've been working, mm. and then
1: we'll dive yeah, into I, some conversation. I, I think you had a really good introduction. I was like, good. who is she talking about? Oh, me. Okay, really. <laughs> I like that. But yeah, been, I've been in the industry for many years as you have, as, and I've done most things, like you said, and it's really interesting to to have like experience from different, different sides of it. Uh, like I worked on agencies, I had my own agency, I worked as a client, and it's just really different. But the most fun for me is actually to be that bridge like between the business people and the creative people. I do both, I, I want them to understand each other. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and yeah that, that's where I am. And sometimes that's hard, right? Sometimes we don't yeah. always understand what other people, maybe it's the words that they use, or maybe it's yeah. how they're saying certain things, or even like me and you, we met in the pro group, yes, the future did. pro group. I think it's like this big thing, this massive September is pretty much everybody from the pro group, except next week, which that'll be, it's a connection though. It's one step away, <laughs> one Kevin okay. Bacon away, but- yeah. We met in the pro group and there was just something that you did that hit me. It was something that you said, you saw something, you, you felt something, you, you expressed something. I don't even remember what it was, but I was like, I got to be friends with her. Cause she sees things mm-hmm. that I didn't see and she sees it in a new way. But then lots of things, we see them very similar. We both yeah, saw mm-hmm. something and I think we are very attuned. You have a sister yes, and you're number one and she's number two. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And I'm number two and my sister's number one, like in birth mm. order, if we're just going yeah. weird, being totally weird. Yeah. 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 But how did you, even as a kid, were you very aware of the way people were in like your family or in a group? Were you
1: aware? Were you sensitive? Because yeah. you're highly sensitive, right? <sighs> no, not like she can't handle anything, but I really tear up easy and I. Really feel people's feeling. but I think that is actually a good thing. I just learned to handle it a little bit. but
0: yeah, but that's empathetic. You're very empathetic for other people. but you're what I mean by sensitive mm. is that you can pick up on what other people, either their energy or their if they're sensitive about something just by reading their body language. Do you know when this started?
1: I think I had that all my life. And I'm also the same way around animals. That's probably why I love animals so much. I think they're so easy to read. And they're like, people are a little bit more difficult. But I have been like that my whole life. And I have been really much a champion for people who have different struggles. Mm. Like as soon as I saw somebody in school or something that was a little bit left outside or something... I was always there for them, taking care of people and almost to the point that I sacrificed myself, of course, that's typical. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I've always been like that.
0: When you were in school, you could pick up on how other people were. And then when did it become clear that you were different than other people in marketing in when you were in like a boardroom
1: situation? That's a good question. I just think I I had for so many years imposed the syndrome because I thought I was needed to be like everybody else. And people always commented on like I needed to be better at Excel or I needed to be better to organize things and have my desk cleaned up or boring stuff. I didn't care about that. I cared about people and relations and so like after a while I realized that I had really easy to facilitate meetings and I was always the one they brought in to projects when they wanted to like bridge between different departments and different titles and stuff because I could speak to all people. Then when I found like I found out that maybe not everybody have this like I when thought I find was, that. Maybe, I don't know, 15,
0: 20 years ago, maybe. Okay. So starting soon right after college or something.
1: Yeah. I worked with sales from the beginning, like my first year. And that was at that time, it wasn't at all the same. I was super good at convincing people. And that is like what I hate right now when people do. (laughs) So everything I teach right now, I did the opposite. Because that's how you were told. Right? Yeah. You were just
0: you were just taught. You were doing what and now so you've done yeah. that. You've found your yeah. own way. And now you're paving your own path.
1: Yeah, I think so. And all people that all creative people that don't like sales, they probably think of the salesperson like that, in a suit and convincing people, talking too much. And and that what what we learned in school. That was the way to do it. And I was really successful. Until the day I realized that I don't want to do this anymore. I want to work with communication and I had to go to school again you know so you went back and
0: got a master's
1: yeah i went back in into a private school and marketing strategy for two years yeah it's a design school actually and this is i think the only class they have for I, i i already then knew my tribe my community i think so i don't know why i went to to read marketing strategy but i did And I went back to that school actually 10 years ago again, and I always been, I also been in the teacher and public speaker there. So yeah, that's my community. That's the creative community. So then when did you
0: realize that you were really a translator? You were a translator between the, Mm -hmm. what the business wanted and then what their customers were seeking, or that you were a translator between
1: what you were envisioning and then the designer. I started my first agency 2005 together Mm -hmm. with an art director and that was really good for me because we she was like my opposite more like shy and not so outgoing and (laughs) i was the opposite but i realized really fast that i was actually good to translate everything to a more visual language and more of about feelings and how you can communicate around connecting with people on another level. So that's why I was starting to to see that. And when we worked together, it was really magical when I could do strategy and she did the design part. And then when I went back to school, like 2008, I think it was reading design strategy and innovation. I was the only one in my class out of 30 people who had my background with marketing strategy. Everybody else was creative directors or art directors.
0: So that again, you are blazing a trail, you're taking a (laughs) path that other people didn't, but you
1: see how valuable it is, right? Yeah, it's always been like that. I don't know really why, but, and it's also because I connect more with creative people. And I see so much potential in how creative people think in a more divergent way that could actually solve problems really well. And I just feel that if more business people could understand that and understand how creatives can work, it would be so great instead of treating them like order takers, which is often the case. I know
0: me and you have had these conversations about Mm. being on the, you were on the other side of the table, the designers would come in and they would start pitching. And Mm. there were certain tells that you were like, this isn't gonna work. They, why aren't
1: they doing this? Can you tell them some of those things? First of all, and this is something you and I know both very well, and especially from the future (laughs) from Chris, is we really need to focus on the other person and not on ourselves. And I think that is the key to everything. If you want to do a pitch or if you want to, it's good that you don't like sales in a way because maybe that makes you a little bit more interested in the other person that you're meeting with. And so I think that just having focus on them and asking them questions and be really interested and curious about hearing more how you can solve their problems. Instead of just going on and show your portfolio in 40 minutes, did they ask for it? Just because you're nervous and you want to show everything you did in your life. but it's, I have things I can show if you want to, but I'm really interested in you. So is it okay if I start asking you questions and then we can look at some of my things if you want to? Just that approach makes a really big difference. Because if you meet with a client, they want to tell you about their problems. That is something I really thought about. Now, maybe I met like 70, 80 people and agencies who pitched for me and nobody did that, actually. Everybody talked about themselves. I think that's really a key
0: thing that it will help you to stand out, And that is how you build relationships, I believe. Mm, so. Yeah. What are some things when you're on a conversation or you're facilitating a group now? What are things that you look for people maybe who are not participating or they're not feel they're lost or what are there some physical signs or tells like you okay. facilitated a group earlier today? Mm-hmm. So it's not yeah. because you were actually answering questions, but if you were just yeah. facilitating and somebody mm-hmm. else is leading the thing and you're looking around to see yeah. who's yeah. lost. As a question, what is, is there, because we were talking about reading the room. So I want to get to the yeah. dogs, but I want to bring it like <laughs> very real. We're all on zoom all yeah, the time, yeah. you know? So it's like, how do you tell if a client's uncomfortable or
1: confused? Yeah, I know. And I think as well. So I want to hear your opinion about it. <laughs> I what I do is not just listen to what people say. I, I really try to see like their body language and how they react. And I can also feel people's feelings through the screen. That's weird, but I do that. And sometimes after calls, I reach out to people and I ask them like, are you okay? And they're like, why do you ask? And I'm like, I just, I don't know. I just had a feeling that I, I wanted to ask you that. And then I get an answer often like, How could you know that? That's really strange. No, it's actually not okay. And they tell me about it, and so it's something about just being open to see people's reaction. I think you can also see people leaning back, and you lose them. You see that right away, (laughs) so you need to do something to get them in again. And also see all people because a few people talk a lot, and then you have people that never talk, and just. To see them, maybe send them, if I'm on Zoom, a private message, yes. Encourage them, empower them a little bit to speak up, because I think it's really important that everybody... Did that help
0: you? When did somebody encourage you to speak up?
1: When I'm in Sweden, I don't have a problem speaking. I don't have it right now either, because I'm comfortable speaking English now, but I do talk. Too much. So in Sweden, it's I don't. <laughs> people don't have to encourage me. But in the pro group, actually, I was like quiet for four months. I think. Why? You think when I joined because I was so afraid of speaking English. So I was. I couldn't say anything. I was terrified, and I was like, hope nobody sees me in the call. So every time I saw like somebody saw me, I was like looking at another way because I'm like I don't want to say anything. Mm. I was terrified. It's easier for me to empathize with somebody else who's really shy Mm. or come from another um, country, maybe. I know exactly that feeling. Mm. So I try to, to help them out if I can. And I think you told me this. I hope it's okay I share this. If not, yeah. you can just say rooster and just
0: click end meeting, right? Then it'll, it'll go away. I'll just be here alone yeah. I'll ask somebody else to join me. No, I'm just kidding, Annalise. But like <laughs> you said, you were like, we were older. There weren't as many women. There weren't as many, maybe there are plenty of women, but maybe there weren't as many women in their, you know, forties. And then also it was that again, you were, it was a lot of designers and strategists, but not a lot Mm -hmm. of people that had the background as you. So there were things that were coming up and you were like, I know how to answer this. But the other thing is that you're not just staying on that main screen. This is something I've noticed. You're like, Mm -hmm. Hey, somebody on the third screen has a question (laughs) because you're constantly looking. And I think that maybe it is What we don't, we tend to just look at one person, our safe person, when we're doing something. And that safe person... Then we leave out all these other people. And this is something I think this is maybe what a a pack leader of a dog would do. They're looking at the whole Mm. pack all the time there. I always think of it like a lifeguard where scanning the pool, you're not just looking at the deep end. Kids can drown in the shallow end too. Y'all have
1: shallow ends and deep ends, But I do think that is the lifeguard is you, Diane. You are the one that doing that in the summer camp. You're amazing. You see all people, their names. I don't know any name at all. Everybody's name. And you're amazing at seeing people. So how do you do it? I was a lifeguard. You were?
0: I I was for six years. I think it's easier for you, for me to, they will (laughs) stop. We we weren't allowed to say stop running. We had to say walk. And I'm really loud. And so I would say walk Josie. I think people want to be seen. And I think it's really interesting to to just I've reached out to people similarly mm. to you when I yeah. some they either say something I know Abby was on last week and I remember she had a really touching time again oh, me and you yeah. are both it's yeah. sen- sensitive or yeah. we empathize really easy mm-hmm. if there's a commercial that's going to be crying sometimes my husband looks over and he's really. <sighs> Diane, really? That was a Google commercial. Yeah, And I was like, I know, why aren't you crying? But I love being able to do that. And I know that sometimes I just get choked up on certain things. I haven't ever been ashamed of that, I guess. Nobody made fun of me for that, or it didn't matter if they did. But I think I just Mm -hmm. look, I look around and I try to see when somebody Mm -hmm. comes in. We got two birthday people here today. happy birthday. Regime and Shane. (laughs) So, uh, wow. one's in ireland and one's in columbus georgia so you remember
1: even where they live that's like crazy
0: but again yeah. but obviously yeah. not Rhonda. i cannot remember Rhonda's from new york for the life of me and she comes all the time i can't remember it really bothers me ron i'm gonna put it on a sticky note paul is from Aww. montreal see i'm right now right up here
1: <laughs> diane have you been like this since you were a kid like having this ability to feel people's you emo- know emotions and read energy? I think so. I think
0: yeah. I was, this is a really weird way back. I wasn't always blonde. Like I have brown oh. hair, dark brown hair. Look at my eyebrows. But I started graying oh. when I was 14. Wow. 14. So I know. That's the oh stress God. I was under. No, I'm just kidding. It was just hereditary. <laughs> so I, I remember ninth grade, spring break, I went in the mirror and I was like, what is that? And I was like, oh my goodness, it is a gray hair. And so there was this girl. And so I don't know why I just always like once my best friends were almost always blondes. I'm just thinking about it now, but Paige Borden and she was so much fun. And I remember oh. she did in fourth grade, she did a reverse birthday party. So anybody who has little kids, this was the best they know about the birthday party. Cause it's clearly yeah. their birthday, but all their friends didn't know. And it's like a sleepover and they get them in the morning oh. and you go in your pajamas and you, There were like station wagons back then. Did y'all have station wagons where they had the rear facing seat?
1: No, but I have been a nanny in Chicago. Yeah. I didn't know that. When were you a nanny? When I was 18, three kids, no driving license. How long were you there? Six months. Then my husband called for me. Now my husband, I wasn't married when I was 18, but it's the same guy. He wanted me to come home and I did. And after two months, he broke up with me. (laughs) No way. Yeah. That's a side story. I want to hear, I want to hear now about you and. So Paige Borden.
0: So anyway, Paige Borden was always the most fun. She was the only friend that I liked that had a dog because I was deathly afraid of dogs, which I think Mm -hmm. is funny because we both love dogs a whole lot now. Anyway. It was fifth grade fifth grade was terrible i don't know if y'all mm. remember fifth grade It was the first time i ever made an f on a test it was terrible oh. anyway the teacher and the girls there were two groups of girls it was allison mccoy and vicky brinson mm. and allison was blonde so i went with her crew i don't know anyway but they started not including one girl wendy arian mm. okay yeah so wendy sat by herself i guess i didn't yeah. really care about wendy but I really cared when they did that to Paige. And I was like, forget it. Hmm. I I don't care who you think you are, but Paige Borden is cool. I'd rather hang out with Paige. Yeah. And it didn't matter to me. I know somebody today was like, oh, I wor- worry about doing content on social media because I what wor- hmm. wonder what people will think. And I'm just thinking, gosh, if you're really you, it won't matter what you say because you wanna be you. It won't matter if you're trying to be somebody else, then it'll really matter. But it was like me and those mean girls in fifth grade. I didn't care. Like I had the line was drawn when they kicked Paige Borden out because I thought she was so much, I was like, how can you not think Paige Borden is super cool? Hmm. It's, and so then I was done with those mean girls, but I was fine. I, it was like, I just chose me because I knew that they were crazy. It was like they were on drugs, not liking Paige Borden. Do you know what I mean? I guess that was the first time I can remember
1: really Yeah, because she was alone at the table. Yeah, I know. That's like the worst thing. Did you ever feel like an outsider yourself or did you just stand up for, for outsiders?
0: No, I think I totally was an outsider. I think, but I was just weird, but I don't know. I didn't I just didn't ever felt like I fit in, but Mm. I didn't, when I moved to Colorado, man, I feel like I'm just like super teary today. When I moved to Colorado, I felt like I found my people because I know, Annalie, what are you doing to me? I don't know. I do this to people. I don't know. know why. I, don't know I moved. What the problem is I moved, yeah. and it was like all these people, so in the South it can be very clicky sometimes, or you have to do yeah. the southern thing like there are certain things you do, and there are certain things you don't do. I know my mom's not here today' because she's driving, so it's safe, but mm. it was like I never really felt like I fit in my family, even because I just was loud and silly, and they were pretty serious sometimes when yeah I remember like. When I had friends over, I would be like, shh, be quiet. And I'm like a loud kid. So it was hard for me. Anyway, I don't know why I'm talking to, telling you about this, but I guess i love it, hearing that. It was just when I think about those people who were on that outside, those yeah. outsiders, I just was like, it's not important who you're eating lunch with. It's important that nobody, eat, nobody's eating alone.
1: Alone. Yeah. yeah. I know. I wonder what that thing comes from the beginning, because I so can relate to your story. And I had this family where people loved, They like my father, he's, he's really sweet, but he's competitive. And he's like, if you don't win, you don't have to do it. It's like, never comes second. It's like the worst. It's better if you lose. And that really <laughs> stuck with me. And it still is. I want to win whatever I do. And uh, that's kind of difficult to handle, to always have that pressure on yourself. And so I tried to really work on that because I was more into music and theater and culture and stuff like that, more creative things, more sensitive, creative things. And I, I didn't want to be like that. So now I just feel like I finally found my (laughs) my people my community and I can be myself I Mm -hmm. don't have to be pretend maybe I didn't think I was pretending but I think I have been doing that like for four to five years
0: maybe but you weren't able to rest
1: yeah always have to and now when I just open up and talk about everything like I know I'm myself so I don't have to think so much because I'm just telling the truth and yeah it's so much easier and if so, people don't like that i'm like i don't even care you know so the
0: best way i think is, is thinking about caesar milan we've talked yeah. about this people yeah. are trying to make their dog do certain <sighs> things or whatever right yeah. and you are like just able to be because tell them that story about the dog where you're trying to go get the dog that story i'm telling
1: yeah like all people who have a dog or a horse like they know how it is when you want your dog to listen to you <laughs> sometimes they don't and you like you and you, you shout their name and they're like don't listen at all but what happens is if you start uh, running after them they just think you play and they just run away from you so what you have to do is actually get their attention get some interest it's like the aida method <laughs> Get their attention and want them to have something like a sausage or candy. My dog doesn't know his name. I, I just he knows the word candy in Swedish. It's goodies. So people can hear me like loud here in the garden, like goodies, goodies, and they're like, what is he doing? The dog don't know his name, but it just that's his desire, what he wants, interest, desire. And then it comes to me and then, and then I just like, I realized what if I can do this with clients? Mm-hmm. It's like kind of the same way, because if you get clients' attention, you need to show something that wants them to keep their desires up and then you want them to be interested in you. And if you start following them and being really annoying or oversell, they would just run the other way like a dog.
0: Or just even doing just production. Oh, do you want to do that? Yeah. Sure, we can do that. Sure, we can yeah. do that. But it's all on them. You're not leading.
1: You're yeah. not coming up with the ideas. So that was the first thing I realized was that I actually didn't want to chase my clients. I didn't want to chase my dog. And then the second thing was about that, more the energy. Like people, do- uh, dogs don't care about what you say. They care about how you say it and that's the energy. You don't even have to say so much. It's just your body language and your energy.
0: Because you could fake Uh, it sometimes with people, but you can't fake it with dogs.
1: You can't fake it with dogs. Or horses. Uh, No. So I started to think the same way. And I watched Caesar Milan on TV, and I just did exactly what he's doing, but in a meeting with people. So give us an example. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to be a I mean, like, wait, yeah. what were you thinking? Yeah. Okay.
0: You're walking in, set the stage. Is this a company yeah, you've been yeah, in like before I'm, I'm or outside. is this like a new, oh, I'm just going to try this because we'll it see could how it be, goes.
1: It could be both. I've been doing it for board meetings, for example, where people like the CEO scared me before and like, you have 10 minutes, so you better be good. Okay. And people are like, yes, sayers, this mm. is problem. People with power or famous people, whatever, they just have yes sayers around them. Mm. And I don't like that. So
0: because why don't you like
1: it? Because I have a little bit of problem with authorities. And I don't like when people like I like when people are the same, the equal to all people. It doesn't matter if Mm. somebody drives the bus or cleaning late or whatever. I am the same towards all people. So one of the things
0: I pulled out from our camp yeah. thing, is says, yeah. you were not impressed with titles. You yeah. were impressed with kindness yes. and kindness comes at all levels. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. I yeah. loved
0: that quote.
1: Okay. Yeah. Keep going. And I'm, I'm happy that you highlighted it because I do feel that way. And I also feel that's why I do have also have a lot of people who have a lot of power in my community because they know that I don't care about that you want what's best for them, even if it's not what they
0: think is best. You're gonna tell them, and I know yeah. Dee's here, and she says, yeah. she's in the Power Station group, and she said, yeah. she's, I knew I was in the right group because they didn't tell me what I wanted to hear. They yeah. told me what would help me the most. Yeah. And I think that you have to be with people.
1: If you just have yes sayers, It doesn't help you grow. It doesn't help the business grow. Yeah, and that was what I felt outside that board meeting room when I was going in. I just knew that I have an option to make. Like, I could go in, be like everybody else, Mm. just listen in, and they were probably going to tell me what to do or have a stupid comment about something. I was just going to present the result for a big campaign we did. But I just felt like they need some help. Somebody needs to tell them the truth. And the, the, because they were real in trouble. And I just mm. went in there. I thought about Caesar, like he's really grounded himself and breathe and do some meditation before you go into the pack, because the pack mm. can actually kill you if you have the wrong energy and the boardroom can actually kill you if you have the wrong energy. It's they're like, it's the same thing. And so I just went in there with my head high and had my energy. And I did my presentation. And then I just said, sorry, guys, but I really need to tell you something. And I don't know how you're going to react on this, but this is the truth. And I told them and everybody was quiet. And I was like, okay, are they going to kick me out or what is happening? And then somebody started to talk, probably the more informal leader in the group. And he was like, I think you're right. And uh, do you think you can stay for another like 40 minutes and talk to us? And that is pretty awesome in a board meeting because people do have 10 minutes to talk. So we did that and then they asked me after if I could go with them for two-day conference to solve this problem? Because she, they were like she's so brave. She's going to tell us the truth. She's fearless. <laughs> she's just going for it and that's why I felt the energy because I knew I had to check, like, I, I, need, I needed to do it. But I also felt their energy. And I can see, like, when I saw them leaning forward a little bit and mm-hmm. they're listening, I knew, like, they, they, you know.
0: But so I wrote down, truth was more important than yeah. your ego. And then I wrote that you had to be brave.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that is so important. And we just had a call about that. And I told people that... I'm often really straightforward with clients. I can tell them whatever I want in a way. And I think that's why I have a lot of CEOs that trust me because I always do it with a smile mm. and with a friendly voice and with good intentions. I never do it to hurt anybody and I don't care about myself. I actually, honestly, just care about them. And if that is the truth and I, I just want to help them and I do it in a way that don't they don't feel that I'm manipulated. Moved. Yeah. No, I just, I, I honestly just want to help them. And sometimes I just ask questions without even telling, I know I have my master plan in my head. I know where this is going, but I can ask questions and they can realize it themselves. Because you have experience. I think it's, it's good
0: to have a plan. And if you're just starting out, understanding you need to, mm-hmm. I think you need to tr- start trying to trust your gut a little bit yeah, and then have some absolutely. people around you that you can be like, yeah. I know that I've asked, uh, certain people. I'm like, I just see you shaking your head a certain way. Did yeah. you mean this? And I have to be brave to ask. It has to be yes. a safe person that I can ask it, yeah. but then that it's either teaching me that I am reading it correctly or yeah. I'm not reading it correctly, but we all need yeah. people that we can do this with. And it's about being vulnerable to be wrong. Because it will yeah. make a greater connection later. But I love that yeah. it wasn't about, but I think there's something you're doing that uh, allows you to control the room
1: because
0: mm-hmm. that pack leader. So think about, so you say you do it with a smile, <laughs> but it's just like you, what you really want is your dog to come to you. So you, what you do is you have the sausage or the candy or whatever. I don't yeah. know if your dog speaks English. <laughs> yeah. But you, so you come. Gudis, Yeah. Gudis. Swedish. Goodies. Yeah, goodies. Yeah, Gudis. It's the only it's word candy. I know in yeah. Swedish. Yeah. So you speak way amazing English. <laughs> maybe better than me. So I have the candy. I show it to them because I remember that this is, it's B-A-C-O-N for my D-O-G that's right over there. So I don't want to say that word. Mm. Um, But so I would say this and and then walk away or see if they will follow again. Then you stop talking, but it is really difficult. Sometimes with my dog, my dogs are very fearful. And I think he's (sighs) fearful because I, He's so little and I don't want another dog to attack him, but then I think he feeds off of me. Yes. And I think about that when he's with other people, yeah. he's not like that.
1: Yeah. I have a lot of uh, dogs <laughs> I know that change totally. If I take them for a walk, they're like small angels and their owners are like, what did you do? I just have a different energy. I'm not afraid that they're going to be, like you said, you, you, they, he probably protects you. mm
0: I think he that, thinks he's my pack leader, which is not the point of this, but, but it's, no. <laughs> it's they, the guy who was leading the meeting was trying yeah. to lead the team, but he didn't realize, or he didn't realize that he couldn't lead this. He doesn't know how to solve this problem. And you came in, you had that, the right energy, and you did not just let it sit there. Somebody's, oh, I see you're about to crash, but I'm not going to do anything. You actually stepped in. It wasn't part of your job. It's not part of my job. It wasn't what I was paid to do, Mm -hmm. but it's doing something because it's the right thing.
1: It's the right thing to do. I think that is the key. It's the right thing to do, and you can trust your gut feeling that what's the right thing to do. I think that's super important. I remember the first time I saw you in a call. And actually, I don't know how many people we were, but I'm like, who is that girl? What a great energy. And I just needed to look at you and I saw that energy. And I was like, oh my God. And that's, that is something you have. And, and I know, like, I want to hear your side of that because when you see people like in a call, a Zoom mm-hmm. call, for example, do you think people realize how much we see them and feel them? Do you know what I mean? Because I do all the calls. People actually, we we had a call, like a live call with the future. And somebody reached out to me, a speaker reached out to me after when we had a conversation. And I was like thanking him for a great show. And he said, thank you, Annelie. I saw you all the time. You were nodding. You were smiling. You gave me so much energy. Thank you. And then I just, I knew it. I knew that he was looking at me a lot. You become their safe person because you're giving them
0: feedback.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to ask you. Do you think about that you have that great energy when you're in a call?
0: I don't think I think about it. I think I know I have to exaggerate on a call, like in Zoom. So I am hoping, this is one of the things I want to create is, so I always feel like my students think I'm crazy. Okay? And I think they think I don't know what I'm doing. I think I know what I'm doing. Like, I think, and then sometimes I think y'all think I know what I'm doing most of the time. I mean, I don't know. know. Anyway. But well, like when there people are around you all the time, but I'm like, you need to really nod. And I know, I think that's how yeah. whoever's leading, if Chris is leading, he's like, I see Diane nodding. I'm like, yeah, yeah because if I'm trying to connect with you, yes. I need to exaggerate. Now, if we're tiny little squares, mm-hmm. we were all on the same page, Yeah, I could, I would really have to be nodding yes. or I'd have to be doing something like this Yes, instead of just like this. I I'd do this. Can you see my head moving? I mean Like barely. Is, yeah, That's yeah, what my students I do. I was like, I can't see. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I need better glasses, but people, I need to see you moving. And so sometimes they'll do this, which I appreciate because I know yeah. what this is. And I just think we forget that we need to exaggerate. And the other thing is if you and I were in a room together, Annalise, yeah, we would be we wouldn't be like on our phones or looking at a web page or finding something yeah. else. If we were, we would be complete. You would be like, we are not going to be friends. We are not. Oh, <laughs> <Like Steve, laughs> um, D says her head is moving. <laughs> um, uh, so Hannah and I did a presentation recently and she said she was looking for me for head nods yeah, because again, yeah. you're just trying to connect and you're trying yes. to see if this sticks. So if you are in a meeting, I ask yeah. that you be present in that meeting.
1: It's so important and every time I'm uh, like on a stage myself, I think about it that like I look for people's reaction. So every time I look at a speaker, I always, or I'm going on a concert or whatever and, I've, and I know somebody, I always try to sit like in the middle and kind of in the front. And I, because I know I will be their supporter, And I will smile at them and I will, like you said, because after every time they're like, thank you for being here. I saw you all the time. You were so happy, supportive. And I know that. And I want to give them that gift. So if people who listens now, if you want to do something, really support the one who's in a call, because that means really much. And maybe you don't think people see you if they're like 80 people in the call, but we do, <laughs> we see. And I think I do this even on, when
0: I'm listening to a podcast, I know I when I used to go to the park and walk Jackson, I would be listening to yeah. the Honest Designers or something. And yeah. I would just laugh out loud and I would <laughs> talk to, I'm just talking, I probably look like a crazy person, but I'm like, oh my goodness, yes. And yeah. I just think sometimes you just have to practice being verbal yes. and when you're in a meeting with somebody, you have to exaggerate. Now, Tara yeah. will tell she's my, one of my best <laughs> friends, and she was like, dang, you, you, your hands are all over the place. <laughs> but I mean, in, in a way, sometimes that's good. Because yeah. Emily, if I was like this. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's the worst thing I know. I can't stand when people do that. It's a
0: block. You know, and yeah. then kids yeah, yeah, are like yeah, yeah. getting their picture taken at like our AIGA <sighs> thing, and they're yeah. like this. I'm yeah. like, do not. Do, I no. have to tell the photographer. Yeah. I'm like, please yeah. do not make them clutch yeah. their arms. That is like a anti I do not want to be on your team stance like yeah. why don't you make them do a super pose position have their hands on their arm something like anything hands in pockets yeah. something
1: but do you know what I thought about when you talk about that uh, it's a little bit like if you're going to be on stage you need to wear more way- makeup Than you do to a party. It's a little bit the same thing. Look at people who do sing barbershop. They look like crazy maniacs if they're, because they have so much makeup and strange clothes. But when they're on stage, it's really cool. Yeah, that's true. It's it's the same thing. It is. It's, I just
0: don't wear makeup. So I just think it's funny because I don't ever, anyway, but (laughs) (laughs) I always think about that. I was like, boys don't have to wear makeup. Mm, I'm not getting up an extra 20 minutes early to put on any makeup, people. Sorry. It's just the way I am.
1: Yeah. Can I ask you another question? Please. Yeah. I just love how you see the best in other people. And when you told me gold digger and I'm like, because I'm not a native English speaker, I'm like, gold digger, isn't that? when people marry somebody for their money. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. but you meant something else and you are are a gold digger. And I just want to hear like, how do you do that? How do you always see the best in people? That's such a gift. So I was listening to
0: Malcolm Gladwell. Have you ever read any of his books like Blink or David and Goliath? You would love those. You should read. There's another one. I can't remember. It's another like one word. Anyway, he has a podcast called Revisionist History and talk about Tear jerking. Now, maybe not so much season five, but there were definitely some tear jerker parts, <laughs> but I just love that he sees something different. And he was talking about Andy Warhol and Andy Warhol had these time capsules. And so my granny and my uncle passed away in July. Yeah, and so we know, went, so, yeah. it's okay. My granny was really old and she was now with Jesus. So it's good. It's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, And my uncle, he had cancer, so he's out of pain. So mm-hmm. anyway, but so that's where I was this weekend. And we were going through all these things because, you know, there was, is there wasn't any it's just my sister and me and my mom my dad's brother and my dad's mom and so we're going through all these things and and then that Andy Warhol thing the Malcolm Gladwell's revisionist history I think it's probably episode one or something I listened to them all backwards Mm, anyway whatever (laughs) um so it was Andy Warhol would put these he would just have a box and he would put all these things like from a from the flea market or something and there was One of his friends was, I don't know what um, this person did, but I think this person was like a a window designer for in New York or wherever. Mm -hmm. And they said that Andy would go and buy all these things. And a lot of people would buy things at this one particular flea market in New York. Mm -hmm. And he would just make these capsules. So it was like a time capsule, like a moment. And he said that Andy would say, and I'm going to butcher it because it was just yesterday I listened to it, but it was like he didn't care if it was like a drag queen that was really beautiful or a drag queen Mm. that wasn't so beautiful because Mm. he said they were all beautiful he said, if one is beautiful, then they are all beautiful. And that was how Andy was. And if you think about that, oh, that's how, why Andy took these, uh, this old beaten airplane and put it in his time capsule. And then he had a new Lego or something. So it didn't matter. And to me, it was like, oh, I think about the things that my uncle kept and, and there were, it was was about hoarders, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. hitting home a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so there were three kinds of hoarders. There was hoarders that always saw potential in something. Yeah, yeah. That oh, me, I will, I could use this sometime. This will be yeah. good for sometime. And then there were people who just liked the collection. Oh my uh, gosh, look, this had a story. And if yeah. this highlighter <laughs> went away, I wouldn't remember the story. And that was what it was like. It was a memory. You know, if I well. said, yeah, yeah, you yeah. have a song like from the 80s when you're yeah. growing up that you can think hey. of that always brings you back to a certain yeah. moment what song yeah. and what's the moment
1: i think yeah. i don't know if it's the 80s but i i remember girls just want to have fun <laughs> do you remember okay, yeah, that song Cindy <laughs> Lomper. yeah yeah
0: yeah that was like I, sixth I grade that. for me
1: so that was probably yeah. like third grade for you uh, yeah it must have been the 80s anyway i don't know i just love that song when you said it i was like that song so there was a brian
0: adams song and it was like (laughs) summer 69 now it didn't come out in 69 great i remember it was or you i wear my sunglasses at night both of those were the same night we went and watched the fireworks for fourth of july at stone Mm. mountain in georgia so they had like a laser show or whatever and, and fireworks and i remember cuz it took 2 hours to get out of the park and that was what those were the the songs that were playing or we played those things and so it brings back a specific memory they were saying that some the second kind of hoarders were the people who also it held a memory and if this went mm-hmm. away then they yeah. couldn't remember. So there were people who had yeah. files or something yeah. that they yeah. uh, had done something. They had to see the file to remember what it was, even if it was just a couple of weeks ago. And so I, them in that, like it, they definitely mm. serve as a memory for me. And I think it has something to do with maybe a little bit of learning disability for me. I think I had to, I memorized a lot of things and I remem- memorized how things were. So my mm. sister, when she went to college, I yeah. organized her desk And I could tell her at the end of that year, because I knew she had never done anything with her address book. She's like, where's the address book? I said, it's in the back left corner of the desk, if you haven't. And that was from August to May. I could remember this because again, it's about, if you sell my house now, you'd be like, it's like a whole bunch of mess. But I guess to me, I can't remember what the third hoarder was, but it was that everything has, there's always a purpose. And so when I was a kid, I slept with different stuffed animals. So if I had 10, Mm, I had to rotate through them. Yeah, me too. Any of them feeling bad. Yeah, me
1: too. Exactly the same. Oh my God. Yeah. I had 60 animals in my bed. I couldn't even be in my bed. Move. You (laughs) could
0: barely move, but you didn't want to leave anybody out. And then I thought, I I think my sister had me convinced that if some dropped out, that she was like, oh, they just got down to play during the night, Diane, because she knew I would be upset Aww, that yeah. I had kicked them out of the bed or something. But I think that there's hints of me being maybe a little oversensitive, but now maybe it's a good thing. It's something I can use as a superpower. But I don't think my parents really knew how to utilize that
1: or develop that skill. Yeah. But how do you see it? It's so amazing that you really, not that you just remember people's name, which is awesome. But it's also you can spot things in people and really highlight them and i know you did that with me and you were like oh you said so many nice things that i almost started to cry and then I've, i i remember saying to you but all things you say about me is actually something i can say back about you it's like a mirror and we are like, very oh, similar really? yeah. yeah so you're, you're like really yeah it I, uh... is. you have so you have so easy to see so many good things in other people but not maybe in yourself, or, Yeah, no, not so much.
0: I think the the inner talk for me can be, and Mario and I have had this conversation a whole lot, that yeah. it's just brutal. I can yeah. see it in him, and he can see it in me, and you can see it in me. Mm-hmm. And I think that yeah. it's, it's hard, but you have to have people who love you and who are around you, even if you've never met them in real life. That are your friends that are going to call you out or call your, put your feet to the fire and say, I don't know. And you've done this for me. And that's why I think to me is it's a really important bonding thing because Mm. there again, it's that even in that boardroom, I think you're probably friends with the people that you've worked with. You become close and that you have these long relationships with clients. And I think that's what Mm. we're supposed to do. I don't think we're
1: just supposed to be transactional, right? No, I don't know how to do it like that because I need to like people I work with. And Mm -hmm. if I don't like them, we probably end up not working together. So yeah, I do have long relationships like you also have, I know. One uh, client wrote me a testimonial when she wrote, I was like a friendly friend that made her better. Mm -hmm. And I love that. That was nice to say. It's one of my biggest clients. Yeah, because it's like we have a really close relationship, but also she thought I made her better because I asked her questions. I challenged her and she felt that I did it because I, I want her to shine. Mm. I don't, I don't want to shine. I'm like her consultant. I want her to shine. And she felt that. And that is really nice to have a testimonial like that.
0: I think people don't realize how good that feels to make somebody shine. Yeah. 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 says says being the candle that lights other candles. Yes. Absolutely. And, but Doc says, why is it so easy to see the potential in others? Yeah. But we can struggle to put one foot in front of the others for, for ourselves, I think. But yeah. that's why we're supposed to be in a relationship with each other. It's not supposed to be uh, you're living alone and you just come and just talk about yeah. the, the good, the only the good things. So social media can be that thing, right? We, it's about having a, it's not saying the whole social media, you tell everything it's that you have a group that you feel Mm -hmm. like you can open up to and, and that they want the best for you. And I think it's just about
1: finding that group or building that group. Yeah. I think that is so important to feel safe and to try to create safe space for others to grow And yeah, that is really important for me. And also, I just want people to be human and think it's okay to be vulnerable. You can say that you don't care about what people think about you. You can say that, but I honestly don't believe it. And I don't believe anybody who says that because deep inside, everybody wants to belong to something and we want to be liked. And... It hurts if people talks about you in, in a bad way. And I think it's diff- different in the U.S. comparing to Sweden. We seem to be a little bit more equal here, I think, because I've seen so many comments about women uh, the past weeks where people actually comment on women's look and how all the time it's all about how we look how we sound but nothing about if we're like saying interesting things or stuff and and that makes me so tired and i see it all the time and i just feel like i always go in there and say something or comment and i'm tired of doing it and i want more men to do that also because it's not fun and when you're social media the more visible you get the more strange things happen and is that the way it's going to be when you're a woman? I don't think it's okay. So when people bully each other on social media, it's not okay. And if I have friends and people talk about my friends, like my pack, I will, the lion comes, (laughs) I will protect them because I don't like bullies and I don't like them on social media either. I don't like when we have to say that we don't care because I don't think that is a goal. I think the goal is to people to respect each other. I think it could make some people feel like
0: they couldn't ever say anything about somebody the way they look. But I think that it's about having a relationship. And if you don't have a relationship with somebody, uh, maybe the first comment shouldn't be like, looking good, like it's creepy
1: yeah right? it's, it's
0: actually yeah. but so doc has four daughters so he yeah. would want somebody he would want somebody to talk about how creative or smart or clever they were or funny not necessarily how something else that they couldn't control again to some yeah. extent their color of yeah. their eyes or their hair or something <laughs> doc says no social media till they're 40 i think you're gonna have a little rough time with that buddy i think that when you think about how you would want somebody else to to treat Mm. your, and some people are playing, but there's a time and a place and you really need to have a relationship with someone to play and to banter, I think. And the banter probably should be in DMs if you know them instead of out in public (laughs) because other people don't know you and don't know why you're saying that. And so I just think it's really important for when you're asking for real feedback to do that in a private group, Mm a a small trusted group and then also when you're commenting on somebody I don't yeah just I don't ever comment that doc is so cute but he's a good looking man but I would never just pop that in but he's like a brother to me so you know what I mean but I don't think I've ever said anything to him about how he looked I want I I guess I just want people to feel valued for what they can bring and what they've learned instead of what they look like because our looks Fade and we don't get to carry those with us. Good no, or bad.
1: No, we don't. And I don't know if you are willing to share that, but I thought about one thing that, you oh, know, we're out of time. No, I'm just kidding. Keep yeah. Okay. We both share something. I know that. Makes us funny, a little quirky also, and I know you I have it. I don't even know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you I mean, you there, know we what, have a lot you, of things that are quirky. Yeah, I'm but, but really you know what I'm talking that. about. No, I don't know, know. Yeah, I'm talking about the things that we can sometimes spot in other people, like it's a kind of a superpower, but it can also be something difficult to handle sometimes, and I think so. I can spot things in people. But you can't yeah. too. But I
0: don't know what you you mean. No, okay. I felt awkward, <laughs> and then I just do the awkward thing, and then afterwards I'm like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, that?
1: Ex- yeah. Th- that's one. That's more the effect of it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But okay, I I have a ADHD, me and too. yeah, I know. And <laughs> one thing is with that is that I always it has never been a problem for me. Honestly, I know people have a lot more problems, so I'm not. I'm not on medication or anything. And so it's not a big problem for me, but it's really a superpower. And I often see people that, I don't know how, but it's, we talked about underdogs and the misunderstood ones and the weird ones. It's something about spotting people that have a little bit of difficulties or have a superpower. Everybody has superpowers, but it's a special gift. And had a background as an underdog or whatever. And when I see younger women, I can mm. spot them right away. It's like a younger version of me or you. Can you feel the same? Like you see them right away. Can you do that? I don't know. I think I always have to have a conversation with somebody. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think you're, that's your superpower then.
1: Yeah, but do you need to have a conversation with them privately or can you just observe them?
0: Sometimes, if they're in conversation, Mm. I can usually see it, but it's not just girls. I can do it with boys too. Yeah, me too. Um, I can usually, I'm like Mario, where people usually in the first conversation will talk to me like real. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I really appreciate that people are willing to share with me.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: I think I'm just weird and I say things sometimes that. I guess I'm okay at being wrong. I usually will say, I don't know. This is just what I'm seeing. I have a lot of bad ideas. This is
1: just an idea. Or I don't think you should say that you are weird because if you don't mean weird as really positive thing because I think you're really funny. And quirky. And quirky is fun. Quirky is, I just turned 46. I think you really the same age. I'm 47. Right? Yeah, I'll be yeah, 48. So next yeah, year. we're yeah. the same. Yeah. We're really young in mind, you and I, so it doesn't matter. Does okay. It? Yeah, but... When I see people like that and they have a little bit of struggles with themselves, Mm -hmm. I can see myself. I can see myself 20 years ago without nobody who saw me for who I was, Mm. without that support at all. And I can just be like, I don't know how to be there for them. I haven't figured that out yet, but I really want to do something about that because I feel like I just want to tell them that they're really special and that they are okay the way they are, and they actually have a super power and a gift. Maybe they can't see it now, but maybe somebody else can help them see it and do something with that instead of just feeling really out, like an outsider for so many years. That's part of your purpose. That's is But I think you do that in, do you usually do that
0: in a one-on-one, either in a DM or in a conversation?
1: Yeah, I do have a lot of contact with people that I spot and I I contact them and we talk about it. But I would, I want to do that in a bigger scale, if you know what I mean, because that's the thing with me. I know I'm not like everybody else. People are like, I'm happy if I do something and there are like 20 people listening. I'm like, I want to have a million (laughs) listeners. I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I don't. Like there's nothing wrong with you. You just, you everybody has different dreams. Yeah. And yeah. And when I can see people who have extreme talent and potential, I just want to help them embrace that and Mm. see that and feel the support and not having to be 46 before they found themselves. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But Mario so, says, "Need to stop
0: the self-deprecating talk for sure, because it's really hard when you are can't be your own cheerleader, right?"
1: Yeah, but actually, to be honest, this is the first time in my life right now that I feel super grounded. Like I can look at myself, and I really like that girl. I do. It's I want to be friends with myself. That's good. I think. Yeah, I think,
0: I think that I'm. I am more of that than I've ever been. And I think it helps to be in your 40s. I think in your 20s, you think you're supposed to know the answers. Yeah. Yeah. And really, you're just supposed to say, I don't know, but I can figure it out. I'm resourceful. So that's what I'm trying to instill in my students is just that you don't have to know. Nobody's expecting you to graduate and know the answers. They just want you to know how to find the answers or know who to ask oh, or who to listen okay. to because I know somebody was interviewing some of my students and they were like mm-hmm. the older they were the more mm-hmm. they said they didn't know the younger the more close out of school they were they were like oh yeah I can do that and I'm like <laughs> yeah no you can't I know I don't even know if yeah. I can do
1: that um, yeah. I know but that's the beauty with you and I, I just feel like what if I had a teacher like you when I was in school have you thought about because you're like the best teacher and I think it's amazing that you teach people the way you do and you have your podcast and everything but I'm like what if Diane could be the YouTube teacher for people all around the world that's my vision for you how do you feel about that I'm not sure
0: Mario and I can talk about that next week on our coaching call (laughs) um but I think I just want to help people see that they have something to give and that they can make a living being a creative. I think that there is value and worth. And I love typography. I don't want people to not know the rules. I want want to help communicate or help people with how they're communicating, whether that's through their body language or through their typography or use or the messaging that they're doing. I feel as a teacher, and I always say this, I feel like I am really bitchy as a teacher. I
1: am. I, I can't even I imagine am, you bitchy.
0: I, I, Sorry, oh man, you should have seen, my mom was like, man, no wonder. And I was like, I am you, I'm like giving it to them truthfully. I said, I don't know, why are these the three same hamburgers? I asked you, no client is going to be okay. You just gave me the three, same three drawings. And yeah. I'm just, I just tell it, and I'm not sugarcoating it. And this is again where I feel like I don't fit in the South. It's hard, but somebody's got to do that for them. Somebody's got yeah. to say, it's not okay that you didn't get him the ball. That's you think you're going to get an NFL yeah. draft from this? You're not. Yeah, it's you, a tough love. Yeah. yeah, I guess I'm more. Tough they need love. that.
1: They need that. Yeah, yeah. but I don't think but, that. Yeah, be- but okay. I uh, still, you, you're a little bit not answering the question anyway because. Okay, if I take me as an example, I want to teach people and I want to help people as well. Mm -hmm. But then I have that other side of me that is a little bit more what I want to do except from that. And I also want to express myself and do public speaking and writing a book and do things for me. What do you want to do for you?
0: I have no idea. I I want to tell people about (laughs)
1: Jesus. I don't know. I think that... Maybe that is what you're passionate about.
0: Yeah, I definitely passionate about that. I think people need to feel loved. People need to try things. They need to play, but I don't really yeah. play much. Like the way I play is hanging out with you, Annalie. That to me, that play that way. That to me yeah, is, is playing. I don't know. I think I didn't, Costas did my icky guy and, uh, yeah. and his mind was server. And so to me, that's okay. great. I, I love being in that role, mm-hmm. but it's hard to be a teacher and hold the line, be the coach, hold that line of saying, Hey, this is, we're it. you're going to learn this way because you'll yeah. be able to go further this way. Can you go past this? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I need you to know how to do it. It's just, I need you to not answer the phone with hello. Yeah, And I don't even know what my Enneagram is, Dave. I haven't, I got so confused on that book. I was like, I should have read it instead of listen to it. I was like off, but I just want to be serving others. And Chris will say, some people want to be the sage on the stage, Mm -hmm. uh, but I like to be the guide on the side. And I I think that's a really good, I want to connect people. I want some people just, they're not as outgoing as maybe me and you. And so I want to show them that they are amazing.
1: And what that part of you It's not all about serving because you could be. I've seen you on stage on YouTube. You're so good and so funny. I would love seeing you as a public speaker and your analogies and your thing. You're so funny and also really intelligent and smart and have so much to share. I I just love that. And that is serving, but in a little different way. I would love to see you more on stage. I don't know. How do you want to do it?
0: No, no. but I, how do you serve a greater people? Because I feel like it's a, about a relationship. So it's me having relationships with people, Yeah. seeing what their superpowers are, and yeah. then connecting them when I meet another person that needs that superpower.
1: Yeah, but sometimes also, if you want to impact a lot of people, maybe it's good to do things that a lot of people can take joy from and learn from or see or get inspired from i don't know that's why i'm leaving like the market in sweden i can be here and preach to people my whole life but i, I want something I, I want more i want so the legacy you know. your legacy that
0: you leave what will they say so. about you when you die
1: yeah i think so and we also have another thing in, uh, in common that we don't have children And I think both of us are really like, we really love children and children probably loves us. Sometimes I just feel all children want to play with me. And I love that. And when you're getting a little bit older, you start thinking about your, what are you actually leaving? Mm. I don't want to work with advertising and building just brands for big companies my whole life. I want to do something that people can actually like she actually did a difference for a few mm. people at least I don't know maybe that is a kind of a middle age crisis or something but it, it's nice to see if you and if I get response from people for helping them out or whatever I, I can just feel like this is better than 10k mm. I don't care about the money and I, I need money to of course to put food on the table but it's not that much it's more about actually doing something for somebody but I think we can do something for ourselves at the same time so it's not like self-sacrificing oh we're just here for everybody else right. I do it for myself as well because I always dreamed of I, I want to be an author I want to write books I have big dreams So I do it for myself, but I think I can help a lot of other people on my way. We talked about this in our group. So I'm in a group that Annalie Mm
0: -hmm. runs on uh, Mondays, and it's about being in the spotlight. It's very uncomfortable for me. And I'm not sure exactly we learned from Mario (laughs) that humility, I thought it was good, but really maybe not so good. But (laughs) me and William were having trouble with humility. That was what we wanted to be humble. but. I think sometimes my husband I know would agree that busyness is my drug of choice, the yeah. addiction. So instead of getting slowing down then and to mm. think about what I could really do to make a change, I just yeah. stay busy. And it yeah. you get to a crash point. And mm. I think that, or I feel like I'm getting to a crash point at that. It's really, Paul and I are working on saying no more. And yeah. I'm not really good at saying no. And so now I have somebody who's keeping me accountable and I'm keeping good. him accountable. And we're good. trying to say no, at least once a week. Yes, that's something. Great. So it is, it's great, but it is, I know Paul will ask me and I will ask Paul and I hope that we are able to yeah. help each other because it's about holding space for ourselves. Yeah. So you're asking me something I should know. Yeah. I want to make a difference. I want to, I want people to know that they're loved and they matter. I guess that, yeah that their life and the struggles will impact someone else. And I've yeah. seen it. I've seen it in school. I've seen mm. when somebody gets pregnant and they mm. wasn't planned. And then they're like, I have to tell my parents. Yeah. And you're just going through the, these big, heavy decisions mm. with somebody. And I think yeah. for me, it's been enough that just being in the life. I don't think I became Mm. a teacher to teach design. I think I became a teacher to help save lives. I know that seems so weird, but. Wow, that's great. But I think that was why, because I feel like a teacher really made a difference to me in college. It was very much of a time in my life where I was hurting. And so just Mm. that he, and really it was through like tough love I don't know exactly what I can offer, and I feel like that's why we're together, and that's why we're friends. And
1: oh, you know, do you know what you have people, and I see the chat here. It's like everything you do with the podcast with your groups, with your teaching, with your summer camp—you're already doing that in a way. It's just sometimes we just—it feels like we hide a little behind. You teach design. I teach brand strategy. Mm. And it's yeah, it's fine. That's what we know, but it's not the core thing. It's it's something we do because it's what we know and what we can teach a little bit, but there's something else there also that's finding that thing, I think mm. it's I was talking to my friend Chris about this yesterday. Yeah,
0: he's doing a coaching certification and he said, and I know Maria and I have talked about this too. It's there's something with career and people will spend more money with career than they will on their life. But really to do the work in the business, they have to do the hard work in themselves. And I think about like Gordon Ramsay when he's going to yeah. Kitchen Nightmares or yeah. he's taking, he's changing people and they have to really do soul searching do
1: they really want to do this do they really yeah. want yeah some people don't want to change or they're not ready it's a little bit like maybe when people have problem with alcohol or something else like they need to be a little ready to make mm. a change and maybe people need that and and that is what i found out like i actually have a little bit difficult to to work with people that are not willing to change themselves. Mm. Because I do that every day. I really like, I act to be wrong. Because I feel like I'm really open to change my mind about things and opinions. It's, it's not a problem for me. And I like to involve and change and all the time. And it's difficult for me to help people who always have an excuse and never mm. want to change. Yeah, me too. I
0: think Marion and I've talked about this too. I just don't <laughs> yeah. have a lot of grace for those. It's there's always blaming somebody else, and I'm like, but you're the only person that's <laughs> consistent in all these relationships. I'm pretty sure. And it, it, but it's like until they, I just don't. I don't know what I can help them with. I, I don't know how to get somebody to play professional uh-huh. football if they're not going to do the reps in a. Daily workout. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean, but yeah. So if we if we just can dream a little bit, because often we talk about this sometimes. What if we, in three years, you and I will meet up somewhere we've never met in real life? That's yeah. There's lots of people in the chat I've never met that I feel really yeah. I'm really close with. So if so if we meet, in three years, like for really nice lunch, and we're there in business. We meet somewhere in the world with their in business. Can you just describe where that could be? Where, anywhere in uh, the world? It wouldn't and we're be not- business. It, for
0: sure. You'd be like, oh man, I don't usually hug people, front, full frontal <laughs> hug the first. So that just you saying business. I yeah. I don't think of you as like a, I think we could be business people partners, yeah. you know, but we're friends yeah. first. No, but know?
1: they're in business. It could be like we meet somewhere because I don't know. Yeah, because I probably, I could go to US for vacation as soon as they let me into the, the country. But
0: <laughs> Okay, so when we meet you can what you does can choose like? whatever
1: you want. I was like going after a little bit your your dream when it comes to your your future. So you one thing I've told and-
0: one thing I've told Mario. Yeah. yeah. Cause this is something I'm working on, is that I really have this dream of being somewhere where you have these people where other people know these people and they want to meet these people. Yeah. And then they are being served by those people. So they are coming to the conference and all these people are giving out the badges or they're giving them their beer or they're doing, um, oh,
1: cool.
0: yeah. so it's to me that is creating a place where they, cause I really feel like a real leader leads yeah. By serving, I think that Uh, is a powerful leader because they're knowing who they're serving. So they're talking, just like you're saying to your clients, you're talking to them and you're figuring out what they really need and want, not just doing what you think they want or what will give you the money, the transaction. And again, you know, it's about having a relationship and helping lives of other people get better yeah I don't know I three that, years where I hope we've met before three years but we just have real conversations right there from the yeah, get-go like when yeah. Van and I met we just were instant friends yeah. and we had only seen each other in yeah. a future pro group
1: to be honest there are so many I have so many friends right now all over the world where I feel like I told my husband I do think that if we want to travel for six months when we actually can travel again We could probably go around the world and just meet with people that I know now. And he's, you're a little weird, but maybe I can come with you. I think that would be awesome. What if you could go to different countries and meet people you actually know, and they can show you your country and their culture and their food. And I would love that just traveling around for six months or something i'm going i want to go to the u.s and rent a car and just drive around and meet people from the pro group that's my dream
0: (laughs) yes absolutely i think that it i think you could do it you could probably go to every single state you could can't drive to see mario though you'd have to
1: (laughs) he said you're gonna need a boat to get to me no problem uh, mario i will surf to you
0: (laughs) it's a lot of swimming i know
1: A lot of waves. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I really enjoyed this call. Me too.
0: I want to make sure everybody knows how to, (laughs) you guys can get in touch with Annalie. So I'm going to, you have a new site coming and then you can find her on Instagram at the Annalie Hansen. Hansen Hansen. has two S's and then her site is, oh, let me make it so that you can actually type.
1: A-N-N-E-L-I dot Hansen. I got it yeah yeah I had my agency forever and in 80 no 95 days 94 days I'm not going to do any agency work anymore so that's, pretty that's awesome. huge yeah it is people can read about it on my website
0: and want. when
1: you make your book and when I make my book
0: so in three and years will you have your book will you be on your book tour
1: I would probably have two books in three years and I think I hopefully will be on some big stages in some conferences in the US. I hope so. That's my dream, but we'll see. I aim really high and we'll see. So doing workshops and things like that all over. Workshops and public speaking. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want to do. And I'm creating my own YouTube channel. Like. I just have so many dreams right now. I just, I'm so blessed that I found this creative community. And I feel that I really want to bridge that. I want to help creative people get really good paid to think and solve problems. And I want to help them do that. And that's my mission in life right now. And uh, yeah, I'm doing it on my, myself and I'm doing it through the future. I'm just really happy that I have all people around me.
0: Me too, and I'm thankful to be in your circle. And Mario says you're about to roar real loudly. You want to end us on a roar? <laughs> no,
1: I wouldn't. But that's pretty that—that is a pretty funny story. And I am this lioness, and, and Mario is actually the one who who saw that in me. And I—I I, st- I still remember it so clearly when we talked, like one of the first time we talked, and he was like you're like a lioness. And I thought that was funny because I'm born in August and I'm actually a lion and I'm super much a lion. So I was like, how could he see that? That's pretty awesome. And we we were kidding a little bit about that yeah. when we're talking like, let your lioness lose. And I've been doing that now. I'm just open the cage and I'm going out and- How does uh, it feel? The first time you, know, you let her out, what did it feel like? Feels awesome because I'm not holding back anymore. Mm. I'm holding back for so long because I was so afraid of people wouldn't like me if I be myself. Like you said, I'm laughing out loud and I'm talking and I, I like that. And I'm afraid that people won't like me if I'm like that. But I don't care. I, I, like, I need to be myself and I what want to it, do what that. What does it
0: say that even if they don't like you, if you're really being yourself, yeah. how do you feel? If you're not trying to play their game?
1: Not now. I did for so long but I have been doing so much work on myself and like my personal development and I just feel like I want to show who I am and I know a lot of people like me and that's my community Mm. and for other people there are other people like I I, just, I feel really strongly about what I do right now. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I just want to help people find the best in themselves, creatives. But I also want that business side. It's, I have two sides on me. One is really vulnerable and more like caring and taking care of, and I will help. And the other side is really super business and can talk with those CEOs, and I'm super brave i want to find a way to combine those two because i i do think we need to have people like that speaking up and especially women yeah because there are a lot of men out there to be honest i want to have i want to have more women on stage and doing things and being good role models i think that's great i can't wait
0: Thank you guys for hanging out for an hour and a half. Yeah, or an hour and 40 minutes. My mom if she was here, she'd be like, "Holy moly. But Paul came twice." Is, I See? Paul's this is what two. happens when we talk. Oh my god. I know. We can talk for hours. We for sure can and but thank you guys for listening. Totally oh. fine that uh you if somebody said uh, I think John felt like he was in the other room and we were he was listening to a conversation from the side. It's really nice. I appreciate you giving me some questions and you pushing me and hopefully it helps people to know that everybody doesn't have everything all worked out. And
1: sometimes we just have to keep pushing and that we're always growing. We are at least honest. People who say that they have all figured out, I probably don't believe them. I I think it's just nice to be honest and open and vulnerable. Yeah.
0: And we don't have to know it all. I will see you um, (laughs) next week, Annalie, on uh, Um, Monday when we have your group. And then I will see the rest of you guys on next Wednesday. We have Craig Hayworth. He's going to talk to us about finding other people to help delegate some of the work. So finding people Mm. on some other channels and how to build a remote team. He has built amazing teams from people he didn't know from other countries. And how has he done that? and he has a degree in acting. Wow. And I want you guys it's amazing. I think he totally is using some of those skills in what he does. So I hope you guys will join me next week for an hour oh. program and it will be more questions <laughs> and he is going to have he's going to have a deck he's going to talk to us. But I really appreciate that Annalie, that you are my friend and that you um, were willing to do it a little different today and I appreciate you just being you and pushing you all right we'll see you guys. guys next week